Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Extra Mile Podcast. I would hope you're enjoying your uh, listening with uh, listening experience with us. I'm here once again with the boss, Ken Taylor. My name is Will Brogan, and this content is actually directly off of a podcast that I listen to. Um, if you are a sports fan or just somebody interested in better performance, I highly suggest listening to Carl Morris, the Brain Booster. Um, after ours, of course, listen to ours first. Um, he did one recently with a uh, psychology professor named Wendy Wood out of Southern California, and she wrote a book called Good Habits, Bad Habits, and I had heard this concept before from another famous person that's got some principles, Dave Ramsey. Um, they talked a lot about friction and how friction can both help and hinder various habits, and as I listened to this uh, for probably a second or third time, it hit me how much this concept of friction can play in so well to your sales process um, and then just your everyday habits. So before we get into the details though, I wanna bring uh, Coach in here and just throw some thoughts out there on maybe some things that hinder a salesperson from being super successful that you've seen over the years. Absolutely, Uh, one of the biggest tendencies is mindset. You know, we have a mindset of either, gosh, I'm new at this, or nobody's buying right now. And if we look at our current situation, that's easy to get into that mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mindset of self-doubt, uh, you know, I'm not quite good enough. Um, the mindset of uh, we don't have the right product, we don't have the right inventory. Um, I always say excuses are endless, but attitude and a process to go with that attitude overcomes most excuses. So I even look at excuses as a kind of friction that halts you versus one that shapes you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I kind of broke this down into four questions because somebody might be sitting next to me and says that questions rule the world. Um, and we're going to kind of break it down that way. And the first thing is, what are some things that you can do to reduce the friction that you have from doing your good habits? Um, the parallel here is that uh, there's all kinds of different implementation things that you can do. But what I've learned is that the more that you're able to tie a desired habit to things that you do in your everyday life, the more chance you have to actually follow through on that new habit. So, for instance, let's say you wake up and the first thing you want to do is work out. We'll go get dressed in your workout stuff before you even brush your teeth or do anything else. Um, you tie it to that habit. So, when you talk about your jobs in fleet and commercial, what are some of those things that you can do that allow you to walk in the door and get started right away on what you need to do that day? Um, does that mean eliminating water cooler talk? Does that mean delaying the cup of coffee? Does that mean starting with a sales call? Does that mean on your drive-in actually making a call on the phone like Mike Stubbs does that you talk about a lot in previous podcasts? Be thinking in terms of what you can do to eliminate all the distractions and all the, the possible other triggers so that the thing that you need to focus on is readily available to you and you can tune into that right away. This coronavirus time is a good time to be thinking about some of those things Um, and you see that all the time too when you go into a dealership that people let the stuff get in the way and they end up putting out fires all day versus staying true to what they need to get done that day 
that really will make a difference, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Because we can look at friction in a good way and a bad way. And mm-hmm. if we look at friction in a bad way, the friction uh, is not having time to do the most important things. Not really because you don't have the time, but you haven't organized your time. Mm-hmm. Not really because you don't have the time, but because you want to do things that are easier first instead of the friction things that are a little bit more difficult. Or maybe something that you enjoy more that really you shouldn't be doing versus something that is a little bit more of a grind that you need to get done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it's... We have... I like to use the term friction reducers. Yes. <laughs> and one of those is the night before you create a to-do list, but your to-do list... The first few items are things, they're not to-dos, they're have-tos. Mm-hmm. You, If you don't do anything else, when you get up in the morning or when you get to work, you're going to do those things and nothing's going to get in the way. They're absolute commitments to yeah. a, a successful day, yes. Yeah, that's why I call them have-tos, not to-dos. You've got to do them and that's how you get ahead. The people that, that, that struggle don't get to the important things well they yep. they ignore them uh, they put them off because they are difficult yep. so reduce the friction by having that uh, have to list and to do list do it the night before so you've actually got time to sleep on it and it's amazing what ideas will come to you when when you do oh that my goodness and, yes yeah and have a great plan for each one yes. you know, will mentioned something earlier I'm big on questions but I found out that questions help me control situations rather than situations controlling me. They direct attention. Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, Before I move on to the second question within this, just to give a little bit of a concept, uh, it's actually better for what we're leading into. There has been no better example of the reduction of friction than Amazon. Amazon has taken everything out of the purchase process to just be one click if you need it. You don't need to keep putting your credit card in. You don't need to get up and find your wallet because you haven't memorized your credit card numbers. You don't have to pay by cash. You just sit there and go, hey, there's an item. I think I want it. Prime. Done. And it's on its way within a day in normal circumstances, obviously. Right now, it might be a little bit different. Um both, I mentioned earlier, both Dave Ramsey and then the, the podcast I listened to between Carl Morris and Wendy Wood cited that, that Amazon has done that better than anybody else. And I had heard that Jeff Bezos has earned an extra $10 billion, I don't know if that's right or not, oh. through COVID-19 because of the ease of use Absolutely. of Amazon. Going through the roof. Yeah. And here's an interesting example of that too. Uh, right now, you can't walk into restaurants, fast food or otherwise... And here's the amazing thing. I drive by Mm Chick-fil-A. There are two lines, and there are 15, 20 cars deep, but they have four to five of their young people who work at at, uh, Chick-fil-A. They're out there with their laptop portable uh, uh, devices taking uh, orders, and and they're moving them through at a record pace. So they've taken all the friction out of you know going up to, to get something. So They've actually taken it one step further, and I did this on Saturday, I think it was. 
they actually have the option, and other businesses have this too, where if you have the app, just like Amazon, right? you can order through the app, and you don't even have to wait in that drive through line. There's a special section just for you. Right. You just park and wait. You don't have to worry about your foot slipping <laughs> off the brake and rear-ending the person behind you. You can just sit oh. and wait, and they will bring the food. So you do want to talk about that. That's the Amazon experience right there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they've got the little tents up, mm-hmm. and you just wait under the tent, and they bring the food to you. It's absolutely amazing. So people that are in companies uh, are actually t- are, are taking advantage of this to grow sales, not to limit sales. Yes, which brings us to our next point. What are some things you can do to reduce the friction of your customers or prospects acquiring a vehicle? And there has been no better example of this in the last handful of years in fleet and commercial than... Yeah, Work Truck Solutions, absolutely. Yeah, you can go there. Uh, you can scroll across the top to find the body that you want. You click it, and then all the choices fall down immediately You know, with everything you need on there to make the purchase. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's simplified the whole process, you know, uh, just... You know, big congrats and kudos, you know, to Catherine and her group. Yes. And Convoy as well as part of the Work Truck Solutions. I should mention that too. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a prime example of reducing friction Mm -hmm. and and getting it. And and you can reduce the friction at your dealership. Uh, The pickup and delivery, you know, a lot of our uh, experienced commercial departments take the vehicle to you and, 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 uh, and in some cases, they even pick up your service, the vehicle to be serviced, give you a loaner, bring it in, go ahead and, and do the repairs or the maintenance and take it back to you. And we're even recommending that they sanitize. Yeah, those, especially those now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, especially right now. So, uh, and there, there are dealerships that we know that are, that are doing a heck of a business by taking away the friction. Yeah, yeah, and and just again, we've talked about this before, but now with everything that's gone on with COVID nineteen, the retail side is doing that now too, industry wide. So just because you're doing those things, it's not necessarily a separator from the retail experience anymore. Which means you need to think of even more ideas to be even more helpful to that customer and their business. So if you haven't been doing those things, my goodness, it's an absolute must now, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt. It is, we think it's critical. Yeah. We think it's critical. We're doing it by doing our virtual boot camps. Yes. It's just one example of taking calls uh, from customers that they have any kind of question that we can help them answer, sending them tools like articles they can give to their customers. I mean, we're helping them reduce the friction, and it's amazing what's coming out of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, question three, and again, these are all very, very similar, but the you know different wording creates a different question. What are some of the things you can do to increase the friction of your undesired behaviors? In other words, the things that you know that you do that you shouldn't be doing and kind of don't want to, but you keep falling in those unconscious triggers and keep doing them over and over. Uh, the example that was cited in that podcast I mentioned was uh, the smoking and how over time governments, uh, and the one... One person on the podcast is from the UK, the other is from the United States. They talked about the reduction of smokers, and I think they cited in the 70s that in the UK it was like 70 to 80% were smokers, and now in both nations it's down to 15%. 
which is fantastic, but they put a lot of little barriers in the way. Heavily taxed, limited cartons. Um, you, in the, At least in the United States, you actually have to ask somebody to go get it within the counter. You know, everything's behind the counter. Um, and really, you can't do it anywhere anymore in a public space. So even though I say, okay, if you want to go ahead and indulge in that, go ahead, but you're going to have to get through barrier A, barrier B, barrier C, barrier D, and it has eliminated the desire to want to do that habit. So take that and draw a parallel into your life or into your sales process. What are some of those ways that you can increase the friction of the the stuff that you don't want? Um, For me, I think about something like uh, entering information into a CRM. A lot of people see a lot of steps with that and then don't want to do it. And then they have a, a list that is all over the place and absolutely no organization. And you can't tell. You love to go into details about wives' birthdays and the activities kids are doing and all those things to help you through that friendship process. If you don't have some type of organization and you're not very good at it, you're never going to get to that level of the relationship. So does that mean maybe a CRM like Telenotes would be better for you where you can dictate it? Um, You know, actually sit there on your smartphone and just write, talk out what occurred in the meeting that you just had and let somebody else transcribe it. Or... Does it mean you need to spend more time on organization? Um, there, there are a lot of different ways you can take this. Oh, absolutely. And uh, here's, here's a great friction creator that can be a positive. The commercial manager. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going there. If a manager demands that you put it into the CRM, if a manager demands that you make a certain number of sales calls per week, if the manager demands that at every sales meeting you talk about what you did that week, mm-hmm. that's creating friction, i.e. pressure, and to relieve the pressure, you do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, there's another spin on it, absolutely. Yeah, I have just a philosophy of life that if you do every single day even half of what you know you should do, you're probably going to be ultra successful. Beautifully worded, yes. And here's another example of this same thing. We know that cold calling is not as effective as appointment calling. Well, if you don't have any appointments and you don't have anything scheduled throughout the day, but you know you need to make sales calls, what are you going to wind up doing? Making cold calls. Or unintended calls on somebody that you have a relationship with, but maybe they don't have time to talk to you because you haven't created an appointment. Whereas, if you sit down the week before, maybe a Thursday or Friday, and start scheduling out appointments for the week after, now you've got a full plate on that week, and you don't have the time to go through the bad habit of making cold calls. So there's another way that you can throw this in there. Um, Be thinking in these terms right now, because this is the time to start to implement the stuff. Um, And then lastly... This is kind of a wild card, but what are some things that you can do to increase the friction of your customers to buy anywhere else? <laughs> this could be kind of fun because if you're doing the right things, chances are they won't anyway. But can you completely eliminate your competition by having the right inventory, the right inventory available, um, knowing their business inside and out, knowing the incentives that would apply to their business? 
making sure that you are connected to them with the groups and the associations that they are a part of, um, inviting them to various events that are going to take place again once we're all able to see people, of course, but still. You are a master at this, Coach, of designing ways to basically put a prospect in a position that says, why on earth would I buy from anybody else? My relationship with this person is perfect, and they're my guy or my girl. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that mm-hmm. because the <laughs> there is what we call negative friction, and then there's positive friction. Positive friction is something that you create that makes someone want to come back to you out of loyalty, mm-hmm. that makes them want to come back to you out of the fact they feel like they owe you, or yes. they want to come back to you because of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a powerful one, too. That's yeah, a we've powerful seen plenty of examples of that over the years. Oh, yep. yeah. So it's interesting. I have a, a call list every week that I pick up the phone and just to say, Hi, how are you doing? I'm growing that relationship constantly. Uh, our newsletter with tips that we send out, that creates positive friction. I'm giving you ideas on how to grow your business. Uh, we had a great call from uh, Steve Gardner, mm-hmm. who he created friction with one of his prospects because he got the weekly newsletter and the, the owner called him and said, I'd like you to quote me on two trucks, and I want to make it very clear, the reason I'm giving you this opportunity is because of your newsletter. I read it, my entire staff reads it, we appreciate it, and I feel like I owed you. Steve created friction through the newsletter, and we hear comments all the time regarding our newsletter about that, how many people have have, uh, gotten sales off Mm -hmm. of it. One sale uh, pays for your newsletter for the next three years, yeah. <laughs> and and that's not a plug, but it is. I'm creating friction. <laughs> it, yeah, in other words, Steve's uh, newsletter and his other efforts as well that go with that got in the way of that prospect wanting to buy anywhere else. Yes. Yeah. Because Steve's kept getting in front of him, and, and obviously more than just Steve, plenty of people that do that kind of thing. Yeah. So, again, be thinking of these terms. Be thinking in, in what is possible uh, on both the good and eliminating the, the not-so-good. I won't say bad, but the not-so-good. Um, and find a way to make this concept productive for you. And I'll leave you with this. A very good friend of commercial truck training, especially of Coach Ken Taylor, um, we shared his video a few weeks back. He had a speech, uh, actually it was probably a few months ago, that he talked about uh, following your convictions and not giving in to your emotions. Um, that convictions are things that you need to do that are that are principles of your life and emotions are fleeting and things that you feel like you need to do right now but really might not be what's best for you. And it was a fantastic speech. I'll uh, find it and share it if I can, but the person that delivered that was none other than Tim Tebow. And it's something, I think it's maybe three minutes, and it is absolutely worth the watch because... What it will do to you is it will make you think just like these terms of what's really important to me, what's important now, which is an article that we share every now and again that you wrote, um, what's important to get done, what do I need to do, what do I need to stop doing so that I can do these other things because time is finite. So um, we appreciate you guys being with us and any closing thoughts? 
Yeah, just a couple. Uh, don't don't let life get in the way. Mm-hmm. We wake up in the morning without a plan. We go through the day drifting so often. We end the day wondering why we didn't get anything done. So don't don't let life control you. You control life. And that comes through a plan, a process, and a system. Yes. Will and I both are athletic backgrounds, uh, and I like to cite uh, Nice High School as a prime example that had did not have a system and <laughs> no. struggled, struggled, losing season, had not had a winning season in 10 years. And then a coach came in with a system and was adamant about the system. And we even adapted players to fit the system, not the system to the players, and lo and behold, the state championship. Yeah. So uh, think about that process. Are, are, is your day controlling you, or are you taking command of your day? Beautiful. Yep, absolutely. So hopefully this helps, guys. Um, we will be back with another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast very, very soon. And we hope everybody stays safe and stays profitable in this very, very unique time that certainly has created plenty of friction, both good and bad. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, later I might just run over to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> we are not recording this on a Sunday. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys.